0: Um, not supposed to be here. Uh. Aloha and welcome aboard Disney's Contemporary Resort, the Disney's Yacht Club Resort, Disney's Wilderness Lodge, Disney's Beach Club Resort, Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa, Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. Five. Four. Three. If you can dream it. You can do it. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the cast of the Walt Disney World Resort, we welcome you to Split Stays, a Disney Dads podcast production. A show about all things Disney resorts with your host, Joe Quattrochi.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to DDP Today, a show that is a little about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. My name is Joe, and this is Splits Days, episode number six. And this is a really, really special episode for me because today's special guest, and I kind of maybe, uh, you know, kind of teased a little bit in this past week's uh, episodes of DDP Today, uh, very special guest joining us. He actually gave me my first break per se, um chance to be on a show, and this was years ago, and uh, I'm very excited to have on today's show Mr. Tim Scott from ResortLoop.com and the DVC Roundtable
0: at ResortLoop.com, which I am a part of. Tim, welcome to you today's are. show. How are you today, my friend? Joe, thank you very much. I'd like to say, you know, looking ahead, I, I saw your value, and you're going to become a longtime Disney influencer. Happy to see you're doing well. I'm thrilled to be on the show. This is going to be lots of fun. We well, always have a good time when we talk together. Well, I guess, come on. I'm like, you let me, you gave me the term, the original super
1: looper, you and Bob Collar. So, I mean, that's, it, right, that's, that's kind right. of kind of stuck with me and followed me uh, throughout <laughs> my time here at Disney Podcast. But I'm super excited to have you on the show. I've been, like I said, you and I do the DVC Roundtable Show. We've been mm-hmm. doing that show for, what, five, six years now, at least. And you know, we do oh. it like every few months or whatever. We talk about DVC news and stuff, and it's a lot of fun. And I figured there's no better person to <laughs> bring on the show. Like, my first, like, outside You know, podcaster from, you know, I said I've had Justin on and the guys from our show here, but then the great Tim Scott. So and especially with tonight's topic, uh, which which we are going to discuss. First of all, we're going to discuss a little bit of uh, Disney news. Listen, we're not going to be breaking anything here tonight. Guys, we're just go over a few things that have kind of come out tonight. Mm -hmm. But we're going to be talking about one of my favorite resorts tonight. And this is I know is one of our one of our guests
0: favorite resorts tonight. And Tim, what resort are we going to be discussing this evening? Well, as being near the original Super Looper, I think maybe we need to touch on another one of the original Disney hotels at Walt Disney World. We're gonna talk about the Contemporary Resort later. Yes, the my, one of my
1: favorites, Disney's Contemporary Resort, located on the Resort Loop line, Magic Kingdom Resort area. One of the original, just a flagship resort until the Grand Floridian opened back in nineteen eighty-eight, yeah. eighty-nine. So I love. I listen. I refer to the resort as a her all the time. Uh, she stands majestically overlooking you know Bay Lake and the Seven Seas Lagoon. But I will be super excited to talk about that. I know Tim, you've got a little bit of a background with the Contemporary. Uh, did
0: you may or may not have your honeymoon there years ago? I absolutely had my honeymoon there. Uh, it was fantastic who we checked in, uh, and, you know, Disney always tries to do special things when they know there's something going on. Uh, we checked in, said, uh, you know, Tim and Don Scott are here for the, our, uh, to check in They go, Oh, you're the honeymooners. Well, I'll be right back. And they came right back and said, we will upgrade you a little bit. You're now at the, uh, the, uh, park view, uh, concierge level. So that was very nice. Yeah. Got some, got some cookies every day. A little bit bigger of a room, I do believe. A little extra service, you know, just what you get with concierge. And it was even back then, and do you know, I'll be honest, coming up on this November, that will have been thirty years ago. So that was—that's funny. That was the twentieth anniversary. That was a great
1: anniversary year, by the way. I remember I. Yes. St- I was about 1991, obviously right. Open in '71. I remember I had a that's the first one of the first years. I actually stayed at the Grand Floridian, and I, okay. had a, I had a ton of 20th anniversary merchandise. And the reason why I remember that so vaguely, some of the best trips I ever had. I've talked about them with my cousins before, and I remember I loved the colors. It was teal and it was the hot pink. It was very '90s. I remember that design it was very '90s, and so that's why I remember that anniversary probably more than than any other one. But yeah, good times, man. Oh, things have changed, right? Some things remain the same. Some things change. But I figured no better person than to talk about the contemporary than Tim Scott. So obviously, Tim, we know, you know, I've said Tim is you know, with resortloop.com. Tim, if you just want to give our DDP today family a little bit of background about yourself, just about how you became a Disney fan and a little bit about, you know, Resort Loop show. I mean, we do a little bit of cross pollination here just to, you know, fill in some of our listeners who may not know about you a little bit about yourself and about resortloop.com.
0: Oh, no problem. Uh, you know, Disney fans, since I was probably a toddler, I'm sure my parents took me, like the first year or two was open and we went every year. It's funny because talking about, you know, staying at the contemporary, you know, after a few years of going there, because we were always, you know, contemporary or Polynesian people, because that's all that was basically there, there in the golf resort at one point. Then it got to the point where, you know, my dad would say, you know, I remember when the tower was like, you know, $40, $50 a night to go <laughs> <laughs> to stay. And, you know, you couldn't really, you could, re- you could uh, request a park view, but you weren't guaranteed. You were just guaranteed a tower room. And you could get Bay Lake side. You could get uh, Park side. So that's how they ended up doing that then. Um, so we'll fast forward from there. <laughs> that was the old school. Uh, like I said, we got married and we honeymooned there. And then, uh, you know, our friend Bob Collar, we worked at the same place for a long, long time. And another huge Disney fan. And we would get into these long conversations at work. They could take them over, over a couple of days. <laughs> we just have hilarious puns going back and forth. And eventually I would go, you know what? This could be a show. This should be a podcast. We're gonna do a podcast. He was like, "Man, okay, I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> so we set it up, uh you know, we, and we had instant chemistry because we, we probably probably had worked together at least ten years, fifteen years before we even started the show. My math could be wrong, but you know, something like that. So we just there was no learning each other's timings or joke patterns or anything like that, and we just did the show. It was a blast. Met great, great, you know, people along the way. You know, yourself, the entire uh, DVC Roundtable, Rebecca Tune. Brad Coats, Oh, Emily Hansa Hicks. Oh, there's so many, so many. And you were actually the first person I met as a result of the podcast in person. I mean, I know, Bob, I met you before. And we took that little road trip down there. We're going down the escalator at Disney Springs. And Bob says, that's Joe right there. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the first person I met as a result of this show <laughs> going into Disney World. It was such a surreal day. It was yeah, fantastic. I remember the, uh,
1: you guys, this is my first discovered, you know, Disney podcast. It was back in like 20... Say 2013 I was doing daily commute through New York City from New Jersey. Was brutal, and discovered Stitcher and discovered the Resort Loop. And how, how can you not click on a uh, a Disney podcast with a picture of a monorail on it, right? It's so. I was like, let me give this a shot. And I remember kind of like Facebooking you guys back and forth, saying, "Hey, I'm, I'm I'm listening to Resort Loop, you know, in traffic in the Lincoln Tunnel," and and it was, we started interacting, and then one thing led to another, and then. You know, I guess you guys have found out I was doing a lot of uh, the run Disney stuff and it came out mm-hmm. as a guest and and that kind of sounds really cheesy. Right. But it kind of blossomed into a, an amazing friendship with you and Bob and the rest of the roundtable and Looper Nation is obviously fantastic. And it's funny because when I got asked to be on this show by Justin and, and Mike and Jason I compare the DDP today family with Lubrination and it's two amazing communities. And yes. uh, coming from one to the other, and I still, I'm still over Lubernaition. Every once in a while, I pop in there. Both amazing communities, and really very blessed to be, you know, a part of it. And you know, I have a lot with being in my position now to thank to you and to you and Bob, man. So I appreciate you, and it's it's amazing I could kind of reciprocate and have you on my little <laughs> show here as part of the DDP today family of of, of shows here. Uh, it's just it's really cool to talk and you know, resorts with you and stuff like that. It's just it's it's pretty cool. So I'm glad you're here. Thank you for joining me tonight, Tim. And uh, oh, such a pleasure. So kind of as we do on the DVC roundtable, right? You know, kind of cross pollination here. Uh, so if you guys in the DDP today family, you know, please give uh, our little show over there a listen as well. We we cover DVC news. Like, you know, once a month, right, Tim? You know, we'll uh pop we'll yeah. into we'll, a show. Yeah, we're going to, to cover a couple of news stories here. Nothing crazy. We get these news oh. stories from you know DVCNews.com and WDWNt and. The right. first the uh, the first show and we and Tim we have a DDP today family uh, trip coming up this uh, summer out to Disneyland. Uh, us myself and the other hosts we're going to be hosting a a time out in Disneyland and so I figure we'll give a little bit of Disneyland news resort news and the first article that I came across was that uh, Disney Vacation Club announces sales for the the new villas at the Disneyland Hotel and those sales are going to be opening up in May. So this comes from W uh, W N T says uh, Disney Vacation Club has announced a sales date for the new villas at the Disneyland Hotel, which is opening on September 28th. Uh, unfortunately, will not be open when we're out there, but it'll be near completion. Sales will open to existing DVC members on May 2nd, which on the day of this recording, on April 18th, I did get my email from DVC, uh, stating if I was interested in buying or purchasing points. Uh, mm-hmm. And then from, on May 30th, it will open up to the general public. So they're really giving DVC members a, a head start if they want to purchase contracts at this uh, at this new resort, it's a twelve-story tower. Um, it's going to have about three hundred and forty accommodations, quote unquote. So it's going to be studios, deluxe uh, duo studios, one and two bedrooms. It's not going to be huge. It's going to be probably bigger than Grand Californian, but I'm assuming this is going to sell out pretty quick, or at least the prime. It's probably just going to sell out really quickly in general. So, Tim, what are your thoughts on? We know how hard Grand Californian is to get. What are your thoughts on this? this new property out of Disneyland. Do you think it's going to sell out kind of quick or what, what are your thoughts? Well, I don't even, they've not released any kind of prices yet. Have they on the point? No, I haven't, I haven't seen any, so they might be holding
0: it back and being like, here it is. You want it? Fire yeah. away. Unless, so unless, and I think it's going to be really high unless it's even higher than what I imagine. I'm kind of like, I think it's going to go super fast. Like people are going to be shocked at how fast this resort or this, you know, DVC property will sell out. And I, I think s- there's such a demand for Disneyland you know, like you said, you can't really get, it's very difficult to get, you know, DVC accommodations at uh grand Californian. Yeah. You're going to have to be an owner. This is going to be no right. different than grand California. You've got to be an owner out
1: here to, um, to get, you know, any kind of a, like now, for example, uh, one of our good friends, I believe Anker, who is, um, who is coming out for the the family trip this summer, I believe he got, uh, I think he snuck in right at the seventh month window and got a um, a room at Grand California. So it is possible. It's very, very difficult. right? I, I think, look, the, the design of the hotel, it's okay. It's kind of what the way Disney's going with it. It's a very square, very bland. It, it's described as it's going to have some different the, the animation studios theming in it it's going to be sleeping beauty princess right. and frogs that kind of stuff
0: it'll be okay you know what i'm saying but like the outside of it, it yeah but it, it, it does not match the rest of the disneyland towers that's next to no it doesn't i mean it, it, it did, doesn't it's a bigger more square i thought it was they were all kind of similar. it just anyway, but it just I, doesn't
1: look like it, it just it, it looks different but honestly compared to what the new Polynesian
0: tower is going to look like compared to a Longhouse, i mean yeah. i don't think it's going to be that bad but yeah, you know me i try to be optimistic with everything going in i'm my half kind of guy for the most part and some of the i don't want to say cartoon characters the ip characters that disney's is putting in some of these seems a little over the top with the higher end resources that makes where i'm going no
1: it definitely makes sense we're going to touch on that a little bit later i think they've missed a giant opportunity i think one of the i've i said i've been out to disneyland twice i think the big draw for the hardcore disney fan is that you're going where Walt walked. You're going where yes. Walt had his hands on the park. You could do so much with this tower with making it kind of like retro old school.
0: Kind of like the Disneyland
1: Hotel with the with the fonts and 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 the artwork that's inside. That There's so much they could have did old school. You could have left the IP somewhere else. They didn't want to do that. So we'll see what happens. I mean, maybe people just won't care. Maybe we're just kind of looking into the nitty gritty on a lot of details, but
0: I don't know. We will. We it, could, will it could be. It, could, it really could be. I know that it's not going to be anything like Alani, where you know Alani's still trying to sell out some of their <laughs> DVC points out there. But as for how fast it'll go, I think we might be pretty shocked. I, think, I, do, I do. I think it's gonna be pretty quick too. And another news story that we
1: have on here, and kind of talk about the news is that Disney has lowered their. Minimum points purchase just to 100 points right now. So an article from DVCnews.com says here, according to signs posted at the Disney Vacation Club booths around Walt Disney World, new members can get into the program with a purchase of just 100 vacation points. The number of points required to buy-in has proven uh, rather fluid over the years. At one time, the minimum purchase was as high as 230. Other times, this has been set at about 200, 160, and 150, uh, respectively. Uh, Approximately 10 years ago, DVC also promoted a 100-point buy-in. Uh, there's been kind of that we've talked about it on the roundtable many times, Tim, that, you know, the 25 point minimum buy in to get the blue card and they kind of raised and they saw what people were doing. This is kind of interesting because this is kind of like an easy entry level for members to buy direct, you know, from Disney to get mm-hmm. if they want to maybe do a new purchase at like the Disneyland Hotel. Now, it sounds like, though. That you'll still need 150 to get the blue card perks. So they're kind of leaving that caveat in there a little bit. They're letting you in the in the
0: lobby, but they ain't letting you up to the to the rooms yet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So, well, we'll see what happens with that, but um. It's kind are of they doing that because they have to, because sales are kind of stagnant right now. People are not wanting to spend for the one fifty. Yeah. You know, entry point. So, you know, you like, add your 50 later, but you know, let's get you in the door. Let's sell some points right now. That could be. Um, the article here says that there's no word on whether this minimum is going to be
1: permitted for every DVC location. So don't know if this is going to be specific just to some other resorts that they can't sell. Possibly like you're saying, maybe the other resorts like Alani or Riviera kind of stagnated it off a little bit. And they got inventory they want to push. But it doesn't really say right now if that's going to be, if it's going to be for every resort. But we'll see. But it is also likely they said that the 100-point minimum will will be offered when the sales begin for the Disneyland. So that's, they're
0: kind of, yeah, I think they may be, look, I don't think they have a hard time selling the Disneyland Tower. I mean, but, I mean. Are we assuming they'll have the same uh, kind of uh, resale restrictions that we see with the Riviera? I, I don't think they're gonna change at all. I mean, there hasn't been. Anything. I think that would be front and center on the
1: news if they were gonna change those restrictions. So, as far as I know, the same websites that you that you read and follow, there hasn't been any update on that. So, I think that'll probably keep. And I think if you're buying, if you're buying Disneyland, I think you're you're using it for Disneyland. I think yeah, in, in, sure. in in this case, there just to kind of close out the um, this article says with the lower point, lower minimum point purchases available. DVC has not reduced the number of points required. In order to qualify for membership extras and perks, as we just said, owners must accumulate at least 150 direct points to qualify for the Walt Disney World Sorcerer Annual Pass, admission to DVC's Moonlight Magic events, admission to the DVC member, members-only lounges, shopping discounts, dining discounts, and more. Definitely see that the 150, the especially with the Annual Pass, is kind of being re-released this past week or two weeks ago. That's still kind of a big perk. I mean, Jen and I still, even though we're Florida residents, we I think ours is about the same as a DVC annual pass, but that's a huge savings right there, Tim. Right. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So it would be interesting to see what happens with that. But just a couple little news stories. The last one here, uh, I kind of wanted to throw in there, Tim. It's resort kind of related, but uh, I think I'm sure, have you, uh, have you been there before? I think, I know I've definitely been there before. Trails End over at Fort Wilderness? Oh, a long time ago, but we loved it there. Yeah, it's, it's un- it there. yeah. It's unfortunate. The trails and restaurant at Disney's Fort Wilderness is now closed to guests for uh, refurbishment, and it's according to a WDWNT. The location will reopen later this summer, change from uh, change from a previously reported reopening date of a late 2023. It's going to be kind of a mobile takeout and marketplace kind of option. So it's they're really they're changing to more like a, a grab and go kind of deal, like a gas station. I guess yeah. It's it's listen. I'm a <laughs> like huge a I'm a huge fan of Bucky's, right? But this is not going to be a Bucky's <laughs> That's for sure. So. No, no. I wasn't thinking a big, a big gas station. <laughs> but this location uh, it says was a well loved breakfast and dinner had a bre- uh, mm. breakfast and dinner location. Uh, it was a popular choice for guests staying at Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground, which kind of stinks because it's taking a sit down area away from people that maybe don't want to like listen. Maybe they're in their RVs or they're in uh, their tents or. Even somebody who's staying at the Contemporary Wilderness Lodge, it just wants to pop over to somewhere different. It's taking away a sit-down, you know, area or restaurant to eat at.
0: And this menu had food. Anyone in the family could find something to like, you know, some kind of fried chicken, some kind of fries, some kind of ribs on occasion, you know, biscuits, gravy, hearty home style vacation food yeah, yeah i know stuff where calories don't count right <laughs> you know so you count them 51 weeks out of the year don't exactly. count them exactly
1: don't ever count when you're there it's just it's not good but oh so so we'll see what happens it's close for refurb right now it's been kind of this is not really new breaking news but we'll see yeah. what happens with it i'm sure it'll look great i'm sure that the theming will be great i mean you really can't really de-theme anything at fort wilderness uh, i think it'll be a benefit to certain people who do stay at fort wilderness if you just want to grab something and go you got a family you're staying at a tent uh maybe you don't want to sit down, you want to be on the go. It may be beneficial, but
0: you was know, never want to see a, a fan favorite kind of go away. Yeah, um, no, not at all know, that's the one it's thing. Like something they could have done it could have done at the trading post there at Wilderness. Yeah. At the settlement in the village, could have done the same thing, grabbing to sandwiches. There's plenty of room they could have built something else there and left
1: trails in. But... That.
0: Then yeah, so. so but we'll see. So... So... And the uh hoop do. Maybe that's a hidden thing they're not telling us. Well I'm glad I'm glad who did that.
1: I'm glad Hoopty-Doo's back, man. At least we got that back. We didn't lose Hoopty-Doo. That's uh, you know, our beloved show, so um, that's good. That's back. The last thing I'm going to touch on, okay. the last before we get into the contemporary, real quick, uh, have you seen pictures of the uh, progress on the Polynesian Resort Tower, uh, the DVC expansion? Have you seen any recent photos, Tim, of uh,
0: what's going on over there? Last I saw was two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, and uh, I, I need to see how it looks after they get the outside on the building. Than I uh, was, I think it couldn't. Uh, I don't know. It's very, I'm not very square, (laughs) it's It's
1: very concrete. I mean, I don't know. Maybe this,
0: like I said, I was very, I I mean, you know, they're going to be concrete on the you know, step to the hurricanes there, but you know, it's how they're going to make it look. And you know, I'm, I'm, are they going to bring back a luau, Joe? Is there any hope for a luau? Is what I'm kind of,
1: I don't know, I don't think so. So, as like I, I was saying this on a, on a previous show. I'm going to miss Lou Alcove I used to go to church there when I was a kid. They used to have the, yeah. the different the church services. I just yeah, I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's going to happen. But yeah, I don't know. Me like I said, I was very passionate about this. I was very, I don't know. I, was, I, just, I wish they made it look like one of the longhouses. I think the the Polynesian architecture is absolutely amazing. It's timeless from the 70s. It still stands the test of time. 51 years ago, you mm-hmm. know, 51 years later. We'll see. Maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised. I don't know. It's going up pretty quick, which is good, which is maybe why they're doing these 100 minimum points. Maybe they just know people are just going to add
0: on or get new people just kind of buying, get the 100 points, and then get the add on itis. I don't know. Right, right. I'll say one of my concerns with this tower is like the added capacity and it's going to put on all the uh, resort loop uh, hotels and getting to the Magic Kingdom. That's a lot of other people you're going to have to have dealing with the same restaurants all along the loop because, you know, you know, you resort hop, you go to different places, you go to the Magic Kingdom, and sometimes when you're at the uh, Grand Floridian, getting on the monorail can be quite a challenge after you've spent all that money for the you know, top deluxe on the on the monorail.
1: Yeah, I definitely think they're going to need to do something. I don't know how they're going to do this because people have dining reservations, but yeah, if you're staying at the Grand Floridian, you're get luck getting on a monorail after staying, you know, after the Polynesian picks up, at uh, the monorail picks up at the Polynesian. It's going to be crazy to see how I'm looking at, a um from dbcnews.com, they posted the, the, the design plans for this resort and how close the pool area is to the existing buildings at the Legacy Polynesian Village Resort. Don't know if it, they're going to be super strict on keeping these resorts separate. For example, it's at Bay Lake Tower, right? Technically, it's supposed to be only Bay Lake Tower. Guests are supposed to be using that pool, but there's nothing really stopping anybody from going in there. I mean, really, the only pool that really has... The, the magnetic gates that really hold people back are like the Polynesian, the regular Polynesian lava pool and mm-hmm. storm along Bay at, yeah, right, beach right. club. So we'll see what happens, but it's really tight, really on top of it. Uh, I don't, it's going to be very, very crowded over there, but time will tell. We'll see what happens. Maybe we'll be pleasantly surprised. Um, could be. what well, could be, but I just want to get your take on that. I've been very passionate, very opinionated about the new tower going there. I think, if it would have looked exactly like if they would have built a retro tower like they did from the 70s, it would have been absolutely amazing. And they just they went True. a different yes, way. Yes. So, but, yes. but we will see. But we will head down a resort loop, past the Grand Floridian, past Ooh. Contemporary, and we're going to pull up into the Grand Canyon Concourse Station over at Disney's Contemporary Resort. And uh, one of the original hotels, flagship until 19, late 1988, uh, opened an opening day. And uh, I believe I seen one of those episodes, Tim, uh, didn't Bob Hope open that uh, Bob Hope had a special and they were in the Grand Canyon concourse doing some sort of like speed. A lot,
0: lot of crazy things have happened at the contemporary. A lot of crazy history things I'm aware of. I don't know if you want to get into some of the history things I could always think of, you know, the famous Nixon, you know, I am not a crook speech, you know, right. the finger quotes was there in the, uh, oh, what's the ballroom? It was, I just had it. Ballroom of the Americas, possibly. That's be on the second floor, I guess, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. second floor. So, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh but yeah, lots of crazy things happen. But just a little bit of background. Opening uh, October first, nineteen seventy-one. Six hundred fifty-five rooms. There's two hundred ninety-five or DVC. So not a. It's a big resort, but not a big resort. There's not a ton of rooms there. Average square feet is three hundred ninety-four square feet. Just to give you guys comparison, Grand Floridian is about four hundred forty. The Polys four fifteen. Originally designed to have the uh, rooms slide in, I guess U.S. Steel constructed these rooms, and they kind of slid in. Slides like a chest of drawers. And, yes, uh, yes. Originally, they were supposed to be able to be pulled out and refurbished. And I guess between the uh, the humidity in Central Florida, everything kind of swelled, and that kind of put the end to that. So uh,
0: they're just kind of they are where they are. But um, yeah, I heard the uh, like one side of the contemporary allegedly sunk like it was, just, it was like a quarter of an inch or just something. And you imagine like your chest of joy, you cockeyed that a little bit. You're not getting anything open. It's kind of the same thing that happened. I've kind of
1: heard, I think, I've heard that story as well. I didn't know if that was actually, uh, if that was actually true or not. It's, con- it's constructed of an A-frame tower, which we all know of, and a garden, uh, garden wing. There used to be two, as Contemporary North and Contemporary South. Mm-hmm. And then on the Contemporary North side, there used to be a giant racket club. I mean, the, yes. the
0: Contemporary was the place. If you were a tennis player, Tim, you went and played tennis. Do you remember you play tennis. I, I always wanted to play tennis there or at least like rent a ball machine, but you know, it's a Disney vacation. You're busy going in and out of the parks. And sometime by the time you maybe come back, you know, two o'clock around Orlando, central Florida, it's not the most pleasant time to go out <laughs> in the middle of the day under the sun and, you know, hit some balls. Exactly. So I remember
1: some of my first memories of the contemporary You know it's Funny is I love this resort. I've never stayed in the tower. My grandparents oh, okay. did. I've been in the rooms up there. I've never stayed in a mm. tower. I've always stayed in the garden wings. And believe it or not, I, if Jim were to give me the opportunity, I probably would still stay in the garden wings. It's just something I don't know why I love the garden wings are just so quaint. I like sitting outside. You ask for a first floor room because remember the second and third floors in the garden wings, It's only 23 floors, there's no balcony, which is, which right. is kind of, it's kind of weird Polynesian was the same way. There's no balconies on the upper floors, but you get a first floor room. You can sit outside. You watch the boats go by. Going over to Fort Wilderness and Wilderness Lodge. I prefer the Garden Wings. That's just me. You it know, will be quieter. I do believe in the it will be quieter. Line. So, when you were there in your honeymoon, did you? You guys were concierges, right? So you stayed in the tower, Tower Fourteenth Floor.
0: Oh, so you were way up there. Did you have a theme park view or a Bay Lake Tower view? We had a park view. Okay, and we were actually strangely enough, you know, for our honeymoon, kind of weird traveling with friends of ours who had kids at the time or is it four kids at the time either way the two older boys you know came up with us once and uh you had to punch a code into the elevator <laughs> this is before the keys right before the keys you know you just had to punch in a certain code or hit buttons a certain way to go uh to the 14th floor and then you know it was like three digits they picked that up really quickly and they would go back to their room they come back and we go up and see you know aunt don and uncle tim so you know they'd send them down <laughs> and i don't think the parents knew there was a code I don't think they knew either. They would stop at the lounge, get a couple of cookies before they came to visit us. The <laughs> in our room for a few minutes before they would go back and you know, grab another couple of cookies and go back down to the room. Well, at least somebody was getting their money's worth out of your
1: concierge level of uh, experience, right? Absolutely. You know, you know, yes. I mean, the A-frame tower. It's it's got you know the lobby downstairs. It's also home to the Grand Canyon Concourse, the famous you know fourth floor cavernous area where the famous Mary Blair mural, the monorail passing through um the fourth floor, um, you know, express going one way, local going the other. The restaurants over the years have changed in there. I remember going there as a kid. I used to I remember right before it closed, I ate at the Concourse Steakhouse with my mom, right before yes. right before they closed it and became a Contempo Cafe. You know, and everything was very set and I don't think maybe a lot of people realize this, but when the Contemporary first opened it was very Southwestern themed. It was almost like the original Coronado Springs. Do you remember that, Tim?
0: Oh, absolutely. That's why the fourth Force was called the Grand Canyon Concourse.
1: And 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 that's why the Mary hmm. Blair uh, mural is very Southwestern themed. And yes. It's kind of gotten away from that,
0: which is kind of sad. I'll be honest you, I don't really like the way the contemporary has evolved. I don't either. Uh, I don't like how, I don't know if you recall, the Fiesta Fun Center was where the Wave restaurant uh, yeah. is now. It was a nice, huge game room. It was out of the way. Then, you know, when I heard they were moving the game room up to where the shops were, was it the Fantasia? The, so, the worst gift shop in all of Walt Disney World is
1: in the middle of the Grand Canyon Concourse, and that is the Fantasia gift shop.
0: Yes, but it, it was over where the, the arcades were now, and there were nice little shops. That they carried a you know, wide array of stuff for a small of a, like, small of a location. And then there was the little, what, the bar, alcohol, the spirits thing right next to that. And then, you know, the whole concourse there was kind of open had open seating it sounded much more relaxed now granted back then also you did not have chef mickey's you know people twirling napkins and music blaring really loud when you were walking there you could hear the you know, glasses clinking and people talking softly it was more of what you call well you what i would more consider like a i I won't say adultish but you know it didn't it wasn't as much as chaos in there yeah, there was no strollers there was no stroller parking in the grand canyon
1: concourse at the time i believe one of those restaurants was, it was called the play the pueblo room i think if I remember, the below room, yes. room, I think I'm just kind of off the top of my head right now. I don't have the those notes that far in front of me. But yeah, I mean, it was definitely some of the shops are still there today. Uh, Bayview Gifts, BVG. still the same name. It's been there since, uh, you know, I think opening day. Um, I make it a point. My wife thinks I'm nuts that I stop in here all the time. And look for contemporary resort merchandise. And I will say this. I've made many pleas. I've done it on the round table, Tim. Remember? Yes, yes. Um, I'm like, please. we the general manager of the contemporary. Make some resort merch. And they've done it. And it's much better than what it was. It's not perfect. But it's definitely much better. But mm-hmm. I always stop in BBG and, and see what they have in there. Unfortunately, that Fantasia gift shop doesn't match the current aesthetics of the contemporary. It's an, oh. awful, it's in an absolute awful spot. It's probably the thing I hate most about Walt Disney World is that gift shop. It's terrible. I do miss the Fiesta Fun Center, which was down on the first floor. Uh, Steakhouse Seventy One is an up, upgrade. I mean, I think it's a fantastic breakfast dinner, fantastic dinner, great. Oh, un- I think it's, yes, underrated, fantastic. underrated lounge dinner too. Um, at, at Steakhouse Seventy One, and they have still the same kind of shops upstairs. They have the um, they have the Outer Rim, which uh, Jen and I are a fan of. Chef Mickey's uh, on the Grand Canyon Concourse definitely needs an update. Uh, it's still using that teal and purplish kind of theming. So the, the, the contemporary is multiple themes going on at the same time right yeah. now. Yes. It, it drives me nuts, man. But let's, let's get into the rooms real quick here, Tim. If you ever seen some of the old photos of the contemporary, I loved the theming. The last reiteration, which you kind of still can get in the garden wing. It's kind of the fried egg kind of like theming on the carpets. If you can see that, if you've oh. ever been, yeah, it's, it, it's hard to describe it. You know, dark colors. I liked it. Didn't bother me. But now they've gone with the Incredibles theme rooms. I like the Incredibles. Great movies. Don't mind at all. What are your thoughts about the Incredibles making
0: their way into the rooms, at least in the tower rooms at the Contemporary? I love the Incredibles just as much as you do. I was so excited when the sequel came out. And I understand what they're trying to do, trying to bring in, was it like mid-century modern art movies into like the mid-century modern art contemporary hotel. But I, I just, I personally, I feel it's out of place. I think it's it's when you're paying close to six seven hundred dollars a night. I don't really need characters to try to improve my resort. I don't know if that's harsh. Kind of like in my closet, I don't need to see the wallpaper of the incredible <laughs> sort of super cute sitting there. I just, I don't need it. I think some at the deluxe resort level, do your highly themed Disney thing, but you don't need the characters. I know they're doing it for kids, but you know sometimes you got to do things for the parents also. Not the parents don't love characters. I know I'm dancing back and forth on both sides of this line. <laughs> I th- I just think you're not going to see like characters integrated into the design of the. Uh... Oh, I just bl- I just blanked on this ho- on this hotel.
1: Well, I I definitely agree with you on that because. Everybody knows here I love Saratoga Springs, my home DVC resort. They just went through a refurb. And you walk into the rooms at Saratoga Springs. They're clean. They're modern. That's kind of what Disney wants, right? But I look above my bed, and they have the little like horse with Mickey riding it, but like a silhouette. It's very subtle. It's not thrown in my face. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like the room at Saratoga is more of an adult kind of room than the IKEA-type furniture you're getting at to contemporary. It's just I don't... There's so much they could have done with it. Now, there are some times where it does work out like uh, the Moana theme rooms at the Polynesian. Those are probably the lesser of the evils. I think they're pretty good. Um, yeah. They, that doesn't I, bother me as much. Yeah, I don't they, know. Why. Is, it, it just fits in more. It, it's, it's not, yeah. a, it's not obnoxious. Right. right. But it's just, I just don't like, I get the incredible is kind of futuristic. Right. But I've seen more negative reviews than positive reviews. And I think there's a time, there's a place for things. I think, look, You want IPs? The theme park is right there. But when you come back, I mean, you have you have you have a California Grill right above you. It's like you don't need to have stickers of the Incredibles in your room. That's just me. I mean, I think you and I come from the same cloth uh, in our fandom, Tim. Right? But I think so. A little disappointing. I guess they could always be worse. But uh, (laughs) I mean, I wasn't really a huge fan of it. But I know you would. I would kind of agree on it. But I think some of the better. Better. We focus kind of a lot on the the negatives here, but some of the positives. I mean, first of all, is it's a deluxe resort, right? So the location is absolutely amazing. We all know that. Yes. Um, did you ever take advantage? I
0: mean, what was the last time you stayed there? Has it been a long time, Tim, for you? Or oh, it has been a long time. Like I said, the honeymoon that was like going on thirty, and I think we've stayed there once or twice since then, but probably not for ten years. Because uh, honestly, we recently we've fallen in love with uh, Coronado. That's kind of one of our go tos anymore. And I don't know when you think about that one, that one really doesn't have the IP, you no know, character IP in your face either. So totally- we kind of search it out. So maybe that's on a subliminal level. Maybe that's one of the reasons. Oh, Coronado is, that was the last
1: episode we just did a split stage. It was, it's so underrated. It's a great location, great resort. Even the outer rooms are absolutely amazing at Coronado. I don't even need to stay in the tower to enjoy that resort. I mean, the location, just walking to the Magic Kingdom is so is so underrated and I know people, some people say, well, I paid to be on a monorail line. I paid to, you know, I don't want to walk as much, but when you could just go at your own time and go at your own pace, you, you, you can't beat that. I mean, and, and the fact that like, you know what, if it is raining, you'd have a, you have a two minute
0: monorail line back to your resort. You know what I'm right, saying? Exactly. So, hey, you can use a walk when you can, when it's not, you know, when it's a nice short walk like that, because otherwise you might be waiting, you know, two three monorails and if it's you know end of the end of the evening after the fireworks you could be standing there for a long time when it's just you know just a walk right there yeah also too is you're, you're in such close proximity to
1: if you want to do the monorail bar crawl per se i mean there's a lot of different bar crawls out there now but if you want to hop over to the poly hop over to the grand floridian if you're feeling saucy you can get into shades of green you can do that one too if you want but i mean you've got so many modes of transportation there you get you know we got bus service it kind of stinks that they share bus service with wilderness lodge. So when you are coming back from the other parks, it, it's kind of, you gotta make that extra stop, which is, which is unfortunate, but the fact that you have direct boat service to, to Fort wilderness and to, uh you know, to all the amenities over there, what are your thoughts about, you know, taking a boat places?
0: Well, I'm pro boat. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love the launch boats. I love the cruiser, you know, boats. Um, are you, Can you still take a boat from the contemporary to the magic kingdom? That used to be a, I don't know if I you do the the. Of the monorail. I don't even know what color flag they use. I remember
1: said different color flags. I, yeah. I don't I remember. Know. I don't know. If, I don't know if they they do it. Probably. I don't, I don't see why they would. I mean, it's with the walkway right. being there now and the yeah and the secure I don't know. That's a good, that's a good question. to Look into that. I don't. Th- so, I, I don't. I wouldn't think so anymore.
0: Right. But I could be wrong. Let us know if I'm wrong. Then, no. I remember yeah. green was you know Polynesian to the Magic Kingdom. I think blue was contemporary. Yellow was uh Polynesian. I don't know. Ask how I remember that. I don't know. And that was probably before the Grand Floridian was Because you had to remember that. Because if you did, you got in the wrong boat. <laughs> there was no internet. There was no iPhones back then to look at where you're supposed to go. Right. Plus, then if you wanted to get on the boat, you had to actually show your hotel ID. I remember that. You had to, you know, pull it out of your wallet, or you know, if I hadn't been your wallet, where you could flash it real quick, and you know, they would wave you on. But you know, there's like, you have to be sure to show it. Now, you know, just walk wherever. But by the way, I
1: remember. That 1991, when you were there on your honeymoon, it was that, mm-hmm. that 20th anniversary year. We were on the grand plan. It was a very good time for my family. I was very blessed to be a part of that. Yeah, <laughs> I still have my grand plan card. I thought my you know what didn't stink because I had showed that card like I'm Santa Grand Florida. I'm on a monorail hotel and I get on the monorail. Now, I thought as a 10 year old kid or 11 year old kid, I <laughs> was the bee's knees. You show, were showing that card. I know your park ticket was on there. Mm-hmm. That was that was a, I wouldn't be surprised if that came back. I mean, I don't know if they would ever do that. I don't know if they would ever. God, it would be a mess if they really tried to do that. There'd be so much confusion because there's so much interacting between bouncing from resort to resort. I don't think it. Would, I don't think we'd ever do that. But
0: well, they, I think they would if they were a. Uh, you can make a nice little marketing thing on there where people want to post about it on social media, and you charge a premium for it. We both know they would figure out oh, a way to make
1: it happen in that Tim, case. Tim, don't give me any ideas. Come on,
0: man. I know. <laughs> Trust me, I've had fantastic ideas that I do not bring up on shows. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, the Conservatory's got, you know, it's got it's got great amenities for you know parking. It's got plenty of parking there, which is great. Um, it's obviously a premier place to park. Um, there's a lot of people trying to park there and walk to the Magic Kingdom. They're very strict on it. So if you are a guest staying there, it is a great place. It is a perk to park there. And that's actually probably one of the resorts that if you were to pay to park. I know that they've kind of taken that away, but that was probably one of the places it was kind of worth it to do it. But plenty of parking there. You got your bus service, your water launch, and obviously your monorail, your flagship, and you're walking walking to the Magic Kingdom, which is which is great. So, as for um, I kind of call it the concrete jungle behind the Contemporary, because uh, it's not a lot of grass, but it's got <laughs> it's right. got two pools, not really including Bay Lake Tower as part of this this mm-hmm. kind of discussion, because it's kind of its own thing. I've had many arguments with friends about. They said, oh, I stayed at Bay Lake Tower. It's like staying at the Contemporary back like, No, it's not. It's not the same thing. It's a, it's, a completely, it's got its own front desk. It's its own th- separate thing. But we're not talking about that, but they have two pools there. They got the original pool. That's all the way out by uh, Bay Lake. That was there since day one. That circular pool. It's like a quiet yes. pool. And then you have the other pool, which our other co-host, Justin, likes to talk about, has the worst Pumping system. <laughs> if you go and uh, there's a fountain in the middle of the pool, and if you kind of m- start messing with it, it's going to back up and make a mess. So, uh, but, that, but yeah, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> the pipes are not as uh, they're not great at the contemporary, but but that's got a great water slide there. Plenty of seating. It has the activities, so lots to do. Volleyball court as well out by the garden wing. So, what are your thoughts about the pools there, Tim? I mean, like nothing really, nothing really crazy. You know, you're not looking at a storm along bay situation right at Yacht Beach Club, but what are your thoughts about you know? If you're
0: staying, you're a guest there. Is it worth it? Is it not worth it? Is it a selling point? Um, I would not book contemporary. If it was, if my, one of my major things I wanted to do was use the pools. If I was a pool person I wanted to, you know, do it, you know, several days, several times during my trip, I'd probably lean Polynesian Mm -hmm. just for the theming. Um, if you're only going to go once, you know, maybe twice, depending, I think you'd be fine, but you know, quiet pools, a quiet pool. One thing I will say, like, and you pointed out all that concrete, you better have sunglasses on. Oh yeah. That is strong.
1: It's just it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's brick as far as the eye can see, which is which is which is crazy. Yes. Um but I will say this. I Jen and I have stayed there a couple times for like long weekends for my birthday recently, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. There is something really cool about just laying in a lounge chair and just looking up at this monstrosity. It's such yes. an iconic building. And to me, I think it's besides Cinderella's castle, it's probably one of the most photographed buildings in all of Walt Disney World. It's gotta be. I mean, everybody loves the contemporary. It's a timeless it's a timeless piece of uh you know architecture. I mean, so it's just really and cool to just look at it and be like, Yep, I'm staying at this resort. it's this pretty cool.
0: And there are still people that are shocked that the monorail goes right through it. Which I love.
1: Yeah, I'm just still amazed about the amount of bugs that don't get in because of I know they have like the blowers that I think keep a lot of things out by the storm doors, but just the amount of stuff that doesn't get into the building by having two yes. open or four open doors in a giant building, but <laughs> absolutely crazy but yeah the pools are great you know your basic activities there uh, out by the pool they also have they have the sandbar which is like the small little outdoor pool area nothing nothing really to write home about but it serves its purpose and they have pool service and kind of all that stuff as okay. we go
0: i'm sorry can i point out though the one of our family's favorite places to take a picture is back there the uh huge stainless steel mickey yes they one that you can is, kind of sit on to, right? Yep. The kids can sit in the ears. You can stand next to it. We, every time we go and we're there, we try to get a picture of, you know, us there or the kids there. It's one of those places. We take the kids pictures and you, you just see how they grow over the years. So I wish I would have flipped it around and had the hotel in the background.
1: Maybe I just like that because I'm a fan of hotels, but you know, but it is a cool spot. And yeah, I've yeah. seen so many of my friends growing up, you know, in high school and college and you seen on Facebook and Instagram and they, oh, if, if they're staying at that resort, they're always taking pictures at that specific location. So it is kind of a, a super popular spot. So I appreciate you pointing that out. Speaking of popular, uh, popular stops. One of the, I think the highlights of the contemporary, right? Tim is it's dining from fine dining
0: to buffet dining. Uh, so it does, it's, you know, you have your character dining. Everyone's aware of how that is. It's kind of the same everywhere, but you know, this one you're, you're guaranteed to see Mickey mouse. Yeah, that's true. So chef Mickey's is what we're talking about. We're starting it off a little pricey, right? The food is Okay. It's okay. it's okay. It's okay. like you know, they always seem to have you know. Prime, everyone, I should not to say everyone. Uh, prime rib is usually you know pretty good because mm-hmm. it's one of those meats that's really hard to make wrong. True. Like if you're if you're at home and you want to press people coming over, just make a prime rib. That's <laughs> true. I mean, everybody, Salt, everybody loves prime, prime rib. It in the oven, get a little thermometer, and you're good to go. And people are going to be like, "Man, this is fantastic." I mean, like, you're paying for the you're paying for the
1: characters. They're coming to Absolutely. your table. You're not waiting You're not waiting at a theme park to see them. Uh, Jen, I've done breakfast there. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, the food gets it really gets a bad rap it's not bad, it was it's, saying, not bad. It, it's serviceable it, it's it's yes you're paying a ton of money to eat there and you're but you're not going to get eggs to order it's a buffet i i have no problem with it we do it once in a while just to you know yeah if we bring my niece and nephew they've kind of grown out of it a teeny bit but um we enjoyed it uh, the food wasn't bad i mean it needs to be the, the decor needs to be updated even somebody like me who loves the purple and the teals right
0: um yeah, yeah, yeah it
1: doesn't really match the other three themes that are in the contemporary but right. hey if you don't like where you're at in the contemporary you don't like the theme walk a few feet and it'll change Exactly exactly so <laughs> so speaking of walking a few feet Contempo cafe Tim a uh, quick service on the Grand Canyon Concourse uh thoughts
0: about that have you you uh stopped in there anytime recently f- to eat something Uh it's been a couple years um I remember they had some different choices they didn't have your standard burgers and fries mm-hmm. I remember the service was, you know, at the time we were there pretty quick. And, you know, hey, I'll take a good quick, you know, grab and go something. Although, again, Grand Canyon Concourse doesn't seem like a place for a quick service restaurant. It just doesn't. It me. seems like a waste of space. Yeah. It seems like that that should be,
1: like, I'm honestly surprised they didn't, like, move the quick like, Well, it's got to be because of kitchen facilities, right? That's probably the reason why they didn't move it to, like, the second floor or third floor. I mean, like I said, it's an old building. It's, it's probably hard to make renovations, but it just seems like a very, like if you were to expand chef Mickey's (laughs) included that area, the amount of revenue that would come in there. But besides that, I mean, like they always have a nice selection of cupcakes for some reason. So if I ever want a cupcake, I'll go in there. Uh, If Jen and I ever want to grab like a quick burger or like something else, like a sandwich, it's serviceable. Sometimes it's easy to grab it in there. Plenty of seating. It's, It's, it's nice. You get the monorail views, right? So, Um, It's a way to enjoy the atmosphere of a a place you may not normally get to experience, right? With your family, watch the monorail trains go by and the kids like it. And it's a a cheaper meal than eating at some of the uh, other more expensive restaurants. So yeah,
0: I'll say maybe, maybe they could have put like steakhouse 71 there. However, you know, it's kind of a nicer restaurant. You probably don't want, you know, kids screaming and, you know, parents trying to get their kids to eat next to where you're, you know, having a more of a fine dining steak type dinner. So I kind of, Understand that a little bit, but again, not my favorite. All right. Well, speaking of Steakhouse Seventy One, we haven't really finished the Grand Canyon Concourse. But let's let's
1: take the escalator downstairs real quick. Let's do Ste- it. Steakhouse Seventy One, former home of uh, uh, the Fiesta Fun Center back in the day, which I many of uh, video games were played in there. Many yes. of quick service meals were purchased in there. It still still echoes of air air hockey tables. It does. It does. And it was was also, the people forget, there was a very small movie theater in there as well. Yes, yes. And then, obviously, the Wave of American Flavors came in, which I thought the Wave was pretty good. I've never had any issues with it, but I love Steakhouse 71. I love the ambiance. I mean, it's very plain inside, but I love the, it kind of blends in very well with with the new lobby downstairs with all the construction photos and stuff. But Mm -hmm. I'm a huge fan of this restaurant for breakfast, Tim.
0: Have you had any experiences at Steakhouse 71? Not for breakfast. I, we had it for dinner, and it was fantastic. Fantastic. We ordered the special bread. Wonderful. We ordered the steaks cooked on on point. Everything was tender. I can't talk enough about Steakhouse 71. We loved it.
1: Yeah, I mean, besides just being like a place with no windows, uh, you no know, has a view of nothing. The food is right. always good there. It's my brother's favorite restaurant. And it's for me, it's turned into a tradition after I run... Half marathons, at Disney World. I go to Steakhouse Seventy One and have breakfast. It's just like my thing I do now, so it's kind of turned into a small tradition for me. So great lounge area, by the way, as well. We've had a we've had a couple of Looper meetups there a while back. I met up with Brad and his wife yes, there one did. time. So a great little lounge area, underrated. Um, if you want to sit at the bar and have a, have a drink or just kind of hang out, so Steakhouse Seventy One. Don't overlook it. A couple other ones here. Um, I can't really kind of finish talking about food without talking about the uh, the flagship. Literally on top of the world, as it used to be called, not the lounge yeah. next door, but you know the Broadway show, Top of the World. But now it's uh, California Girl. It's been that way for a while. Not a fan, and I know Justin uh, on this show here is not a fan of it either with the price fixed menu. I am really hoping that goes away because the fiftieth is over. But, but put that
0: aside, California Girl, Tim. What's your thoughts on it? Uh, we've been there, I think. I know once. I had, I think, did I have primary? rib? I had something, it was good. My wife, I remember, didn't like hers. And I it still gave you, it still gives me the feels from when it was Top of the World. Cause I don't know if you remember, Joe, one of the hard meals to get, even back in the day, was the Sunday brunch at Top of the yes. World. Yes. That was my favorite meal at Walt Disney World. Cause you had some breakfast food, you had the lunch foods, you'd go up and the view. It didn't even have to be a park day that day. Matter of fact, it probably shouldn't have been a park day that day. <laughs> You just kind of digest the rest of the day just digest just enjoy the view it wasn't a rush. i'm not 100 sure tim but
1: i don't think i ever went up to quote unquote top of the world as a kid i think there was an age limit but i think the sunday brunch i did go up there as a kid mm-hmm. so because i remember that was a that was a legit show that was upstairs and it was it was you got dressed to the, the
0: nines to go yes, to that jacket, show jacket was required yep he had I don't know if I want to call it A-list talent, but I would definitely say B-list talent. Yeah, <laughs> if you were to do some digging on
1: this, you would probably see some familiar names or some bigger names that were back in the 70s and 80s. I'm not sure when it really changed over, but uh, that were performers up there. I, I, Joe, just, I remember
0: going to see some of these people. I don't want to you. Remember, <laughs> no, that's all right. I remember going, and one of the artists was Trini Lopez. Okay, explain. I just, I just remember he would roll his R's, tremendously well I was very impressed I couldn't tell you what the songs were because I was just a kid but I remember Trini Lopez I remember Barbara Eden doing some musical sets Skiles and Henderson which were a comedy duo that I just recently had to look them up because I was like why were they popular because I remember my dad made me go over and get their autograph and I'm like I don't even know who these guys are (laughs) (laughs) but I did I got their autograph I don't even know where that is now to tell you the truth the great thing about
1: the internet is i am guaranteed we dug deep enough we could probably find some sort of photos or something from these performers yeah,
0: performing at the, at the contemporary back in the day and they would also perform in disneyland i saw because i was i did you know the skiles and henderson disney things so there was some kind of other connection there
1: they were on the circuit they were yeah. they were on the on the disney circuit going back and forth you know and i feel know.
0: like they could do something similar now because you know there are plenty of I don't know. I don't want to be mean to call them B or C list celebrities, but all those American Idol singers that people you know know of and you know like how they like their work. It's it's kind of what ends up at like eat to the beat
1: sometimes. You know, like guys who've been. Not to say that they're B list because there's so many great artists that that were amazing back in the day, but they're. Thirty years past their prime, You know what I'm saying, but but us fans still enjoy it. We still oh, we still enjoy, absolutely so it's you know, and it's okay. There's a time and there's a time and a place for that. You can't be selling out. Even Elvis wasn't selling. Maybe that's a bad example. Uh, <laughs> but, but I was saying, you know, not everybody's gonna sell out eighty thousand seat stadiums for their whole career, you
0: know. But no, absolutely not. But they have a huge fan base, and people are gonna be like, heck, I'll go see the, I'll go see them at uh, top of the world. I'll go see them at Epcot. But there's so many. Burton Burton Theater, there's, why not?
1: There's so many things that have happened at this resort. I mean. It's, you know, you, you talked about the Nixon speech before and all of these artists and performers that perform there and and the grand opening at Disney World. They had ceremonies there. It's just, it's an, the resort is, it's changed a lot, but it, and it stayed the same, you know, after yeah. all these years. I mean, you got a few changes here and there with some of the gift shops and stuff. And, you know, they added the added coffee shop downstairs, Contemporary Grounds. You want to get your Joffrey's coffee, you go downstairs. But besides, you know, they've, they've redone the lobby, which is great. Uh, I've heard a rumor that they may be knocking down the convention center in front the one that looks like it was built in the 80s yeah um so i don't know what they plan on doing that i'm really hoping and i'm fearful of this because i love this resort that they don't knock down the other garden wing and put up another dvc tower there
0: if, i think i've probably heard the same thing you might have heard that they're very concerned that that uh south side the south wing would not uh have oh. the support to build a tower
1: well, maybe it's a good thing that's just leave well enough alone. It would really exactly. ruin some of the sight lines for everybody over at Wilderness Lodge, too, and over at Fort Wilderness as well. Yeah. It would probably look cool. Um, at the same time, that could be similar reasons. Because I know that area, I know there's that one pad in between TTC and Contemporary. They've been trying to build there for years, and it's just too soft. They can't do it. Mm-hmm. So it may mm-hmm. be similar to that. Who knows? But I'm really hoping that, you know, they don't touch the the South Garden Wing. Um, if you want to go yes. to that convention center in front, it's fine. Make some more parking. I don't know how much right. it's used really, but, but so many things have happened at Contemporary. It's a great resort. There's a couple of things I wanted to run across to him just to kind of close out the show. Yeah, I yeah. love kind of reminiscing, but I took this from uh touring plans. I yeah. want to see if you agree or disagree with, you know, everybody's got opinions about resorts, right? Everybody, yes. you know, everybody loves this and hates this. So this is what touring and I, I value with our friend, Lentesta, you know, what mm-hmm. he, him and his staff really think about, you know, the contemporary, so they said the strengths of the contemporary is i uh, iconic architecture, uh, the only hotel that the monorail goes through, which is true. Uh, easy walk to the Magic Kingdom, large, very attractive guest rooms with nice uh, lake rooms, uh, li- lake views. Um, yes. now mm-hmm. maybe that might have changed, this might be a teeny bit dated since they updated them to the Incredibles rooms, but we'll, we'll give the benefit of the doubt. Rooms in the garden wing are very large and can be relatively good value, which I agree with. If you've got two double, two queen beds in the uh, the garden room, they're, they're big rooms. They're, mm-hmm. they're really good size rooms. Uh, recreation options on Bay Lake. This may be a little bit dated because they used to have the Sammy Duvall's water sports. that used to go out of the uh, contemporary marina, which was suspended during COVID. I don't think it's coming back, but. The options are there. You can still rent the pontoon boats there, which is good. So, yes. Um, yes. And then boat service to the Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. So, what do you think about those strengths, Tim?
0: Do you agree? Disagree with those? I agree. I agree with them. I mean, I love the boats. That, I, they still rent the mini speed boats there, don't they? No, the those fair? are all gone too, boats. man. I, I they're really, all gone.
1: Yeah. Do you remember? remember? Yeah. Um, what was it? Grand Floridian were white. The yes. Polynesian were yellow. The Contemporary was red, and Fort Wilderness was blue. I remember that. Was so there's no more of those? No more of those. The little mini mouse racers, whatever, they're all gone.
0: Yes. Yep, so. I mean, they have so many different names. There are water sprites. There are mouse racers. Oh, those were great. I used to love those. Oh, I didn't even notice last time that they weren't any of those out there. Oh, my
1: gosh. because we're running around going nuts. we got our heads in our phones looking at Genie Plus as we're
0: going through the park. Oh, so that's, all. that's another show, Joe. That's a whole other show. <laughs> Let's go back to the contemporary, back to the old days. Do you remember the Moonlight Cruise? i remember of it i never took it but I well i didn't either because apparently you had to have a date and when you were you know less than 10 you probably couldn't get I probably, a date probably couldn't yes so, <laughs> so <laughs> i remember reading, a, I remember it reading about it wheeler. yeah it was like a, about the size of like a, the fairies might have been a little bit smaller but you know was it side wheeler they had stool. they had a bar service in there i believe right i remember reading about bar Barstool, service. Yep. i think they had a small band or something small music not i, don't know, I shouldn't say a band and you know they some beverages to enjoy the fireworks, you know, tour around the seven seas lagoon and Bay Lake. I don't know why they don't do something like that now. I mean, it's,
1: Oh my god. man. I would love to sit on somebody's decisions, be like, why or why not? They're not doing it, but
0: I'm uh, sure the boat doesn't exist anymore. Oh yeah, I'm sure. But listen, there's other boats (laughs) out there. I mean,
1: they got the grand one.
0: They do that. The grand Floridian. So there you go. So get another boat, do a private thing. on one of the, one of the cruisers. That sounds like fun. Weaknesses though.
1: This is where I don't like talking about this, but, you know, Magic Kingdom view rooms only mostly look out of parking lots and are overpriced, which is true. Um, it's it's a parking lot view as well. Bus transportation share with Wilderness Lodge. We mentioned that before. I I understand why they do it. It just stinks. If you're like you've been in Hollywood Studios, it's downpour on you. You're what you want to just go home and you've got to make that stop at Wilderness Lodge. <laughs> if you're
0: paying the premium price for a deluxe resort, you should have your own bus. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think Deluxe should be its own thing. I mean, look, if I'm staying at Saratoga, I mean, that's a
0: long drive. We're not stopping at Old Key
1: West at the same time. We're going straight to Saratoga. So it kind of, st- but you know what? At the same point, Polynesian shares with Grand Floridian. So just, that's the way they kind of do it. I'm sure that, I don't the, like that either. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I'm sure that the amount of bus traffic isn't that high, but, um, but yeah. Uh, sterility of theme and decorum public areas. I mean, I think the theme is the biggest problem there. Um, long walk from transportation to garden building. It is, but you know what? It's like in any resort. I mean, you can go to Animal Kingdom Lodge and stay at like one end of the resort. and I mean, so it's like that anywhere. The good thing is that even though you're in a garden wing, you can walk all the way through, and then when you get outside, it's still covered to get to the Grand Canyon Concourse. So it takes a little bit of effort to get there, but at least you could walk without getting wet if it's inclement weather. So that's always a good thing. Yes. Um, And the last thing they have in here is the atrium can be exceptionally noisy and the funny thing is it's not from the monorail it's from everybody else in there it's it's from Chef Mickey's and, yeah. and mm-hmm. every, everything else going on in there so that's their, that's their con. Do you have anything else you want to add? Do you dis- agree disagree on the cons there Tim? Or?
0: I agree I, I will say the the inside of the tower if you're in a hotel room whatever they do to those rooms in the tower they do seal off a ton of the noise if it's regular hotel noise we were in the, the room mag- park view closer to the transportation ticket center. And for some reason, late at night, somebody cleaning down in the uh, Chef Mickey's area decided to bring a boom box. <laughs> okay. <laughs> playing, I don't remember what it was, but we could hear that in our room. And we're like, what is going on? I opened up, I figured it was outside. It wasn't outside, you know, <laughs> in the parking lot. And we had to call the desk. And it, it just kept going. And we're like, why is this person playing a boom box downstairs <laughs> cleaning while we're, everyone up here is trying to sleep?
1: Well, the only good thing is maybe they would have earphones or earbuds now.
0: <laughs> no, I but... suppose. But I'm like, something should sit off in your mind. This is not a good idea. because I, I walked out there. Then there were a couple people, you know, across the way, you know, looking down and we're all looking at each other like, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, I just want to get some sleep. I paid $700 for this room tonight. <laughs> like... <laughs> but hey, nothing else. It's a great story to tell. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: So, but that's that, you know, we kind of touched on some on the surface, but that is Disney's contemporary resort. I love it. Um, I love the logo. I love the history of it. Yes. I, I love that they brought back some of the retro logos as well. Um, and some of the birds that just happened this past year with the 50th. You know, I hope it's around for another 50 years. I really, I think as long as Disney World's around, I think they won't touch this resort. I think this is, you can't replace it. It's stood the test of time for the most part. It's stood mm-hmm. the test of time weather-wise. I mean, survived hurricanes and everything else. But it's an absolutely amazing resort. Kind of gets overshadowed a little bit. You know, by the Polynesian, I think that the theming is is amazing there. By the Grand Floridian, by Yacht Beach Club, whatever. But Contemporary is great. It's one of my favorites. Tim, a little bit of closing words, your last thoughts uh, on the Contemporary and anything
0: else that we may have missed tonight. Um, again, love the Contemporary. I would say, if you're doing a lot of Magic Kingdom visits, so that's your primary park. Contemporary is a great option. Great option. If you're thinking of going. Hollywood Studios or Epcot most of the time, or Hollywood Studios, Animal Kingdom, even even Epcot. You might want to consider something more along the uh, Crescent Lake area, the beach club type thing. Um, I think a lot of people, we we didn't mention this, we should have mentioned that contemporary, also a great hotel if you're going to Epcot. It's just a quick monorail switch there at the Transportation and Ticket Center, bingo, bango, you're at the front gate. That's what it was designed for, man. It was designed to be yeah.
1: easy connections to Epcot, and it's, a, it's an awesome uh, location. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can't wait for my next day uh, there, you know. So, but, <laughs> but Tim, there's no better, there's no better person I wanted to bring on. And it's funny because I made out the outline tonight, and and I, I told everybody on the previous shows I'm going to leave it up to Tim, but I knew. You were going to pick the contemporary and you texted me you're like let's talk about the contemporary mike great yeah, minds definitely. think alike man we're already going to talk about it tonight so fantastic there's no better person i'd rather have on uh you know split stays than to talk to contemporary with you brother. so uh in closing please tell all of uh,
0: our ddp family uh, where they could find you and in resort loop you can find us at resortloop.com of course if you want to find us over at facebook we're also there under resort loop and we also have a little private group over there if you're into that kind of thing It's a looper nation live that's awesome. Be happy if anybody listen and find us over
1: there. Yeah, go. Oh, th- listen, brother. Thank you for coming on tonight. And uh, like I said, th- it's really, it's it's an honor to have you on my little show here tonight. You know, Justin and the guys let me have you know my little forum to talk resorts and, and to to have you on, brother, who kind of gave me my, my start. Uh, it's kind of funny, but like you know, you really introduced me into how to podcast and podcasting. It's been awesome, man. So thank you so much for for coming on as as my first podcasting guest. And I look forward to having you on again uh, for a future episode. So thanks, brother. Oh, you just let me know when. And by the way, sounds like you're blaming me more, more than anything. No, right, no, 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 no. <laughs> so, But that's thank it. You. Thanks, brother. So with that, we're going to uh, end this show tonight. So for everybody here at DDP today, uh, thanks, guys, for listening. And we'll see you real soon. Have a good night, guys. See you, everybody. Nice.